What radio? I'm not that. I'm Big Bone. The music you want. Respect my authority. With your host, he's Dan. I'm going to be totally famous. RadioWhat.com. Shut up, fat boy. I'm not fat. I'm festively plump. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, DJLittleRock.com. Yes, that's DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me at your event entertaining for you let me entertain you uh specializing in weddings and corporate events and of course the the video dance party karaoke jam i like to add a little visual to it put up the tvs and play music videos while i'm playing some songs for the people to shake it to yeah good times Today on the program, oh man, I'm excited, known this nice lady for such a long time, Angie Davis. She's a photographer and an entrepreneur. Yes, she has her fingers in many pots, and we're going to get to find out a little bit more about Angie Davis today on the program. This week's shows, podcasts, more and more podcasts. Subscribe to this feed and you'll you'll be able to hear some stories of people. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it just keeps going. I didn't know how, how much, how big it was going to get, but it is getting bigger and bigger. And then on Friday nights, oh yeah, it's the Friday night video dance party karaoke jam at your favorite place to be. It's the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Come on out. It's 8 p.m. until almost 2 in the a.m. They have a full bar. They have the kitchen that's open, burgers, uh, chicken wings, Jersey Girl Pizza, check that out. Friday nights. Oh, the pool tables. Yes, they have a pool tournament on Friday nights at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Find it. Be there. 8 p.m. And also on the party patio, they have shuffleboard, foosball, Jenga, and checkers. So get on out and come visit with me. And you could be the star of the show. The stage is yours at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Friday nights. All right. Ah, you know, I'm so excited to talk to Angie Davis. Let's uh, let's get into it with Angie Davis. I don't have to call her on the phone. I'm going to go visit with her at her store on Front Street. Going to Angie Davis now. Oh, wait, I have to be on that side, though, because that's my good side. No, they're all your good sides. No, really. That's my good side, let me tell you. All right. (laughs) This is my bad side. (laughs) My husband will even tell you that's her bad side. Yikes. Your husband will not say that. Only because he knows that... You better believe it. That, uh... I think it's my bad side. (laughs) What should we call this? I don't get sued by No, it's a What Makes You Famous podcast. 
she's going to type it out. You know, we've been podcasting for about two minutes now. So uh, have we really? This, oh, this is real good. Oh, this is fabulous. <laughs> this is this is where where we talk about you know just whatever the small talk uh, as we walk into Angie Davis's humble establishment. Not so humble, man. This thing is it got history. And this is a rare treat. I'm, I'm speaking with a photographer, a, a visual person, so she has to go visual. We're going to go Facebook Live on this yes. one. So as you're listening to the podcast, uh, go search for that on Angie Davis's Facebook. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. The uncomfortable silences. Yeah, it's me typing. Maybe I should just like... No, you so. really shouldn't. <laughs> oh, is it bad? Oh, man. When you get that, that testing. Is this thing on? No. I, did, I get that at karaoke all the time. All the time? All the time. Oh, is this thing on? Cool. Yes, it's on. I leave it on all the time. All the time. So I'm listening to the building it during creaks. that small little silence, and there is creaks. Yep. Does that is that off-putting? Um, no. No, and people ask me all the time if I... Um, get creeped out in this building at times or anything. I'm like, no, nothing wants to mess with me. Do you believe in ghosts? Ghosts? Absolutely. (laughs) That's cool. See, that's something people might not know about Angie Davis. Yeah, absolutely. I actually lived in a house that was uh, severely haunted. Where was that? Um, It was actually in Bologna, of all places. There's a haunted house in Bologna. There is. The former home of Angie Davis. Why can't I work this thing? Hey. (laughs) You know, DJs always say, hey, work that thing. Work that thing. Or something like that. Okay, so. Okay. Wow. That air conditioner was. Very loud. Yes. It it usually scares people. Get it. (laughs) I think think my eyebrows went up on that one. And they did. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I, think- I, I guess you can introduce your Facebook Live since since you just turned it on. Hi, and ladies. We're doing a podcast here. Um, we're doing so, a f- podcast on Facebook Live. Um, yeah, but I'm podcasting. We got the lavalier mics on. I got the the little recorder like, going. I have a little microphone on and everything. This is kind of cool. I've never podcast. Like one of my dreams is to actually have my own podcast, but right now my my time will not allow it. Oh no, we're we're gonna produce your podcast real soon. I think that it's would happening. Be so cool. Oh, it's gonna happen because y'all know I like to talk. I like to talk a lot. I talk all the time. I never stop <laughs> ever. This could be a really long podcast. Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm yeah, what Angie? What Angie doesn't know? She she turned. Uh, I turned on the microphones about five minutes ago. And I'm just while she was setting up a camera. Setting up a camera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna pretend you're not here, okay? And yeah, we're gonna talk. Not here. The two of us. Yes. No podcast. You should be very present with the person. It's a conversation. It's not an interview. It's me getting to know you. And through that, the people that are listening will get to know you as well. Fantastic. Like you mentioned you were in a haunted house at one point in Valonia. How long ago was that? Um, well, it was about, well, almost 10 years ago. You lived in a haunted house? Yeah. What was haunted about it? Um, everything. <laughs> okay. Like, um, we, omni something. Omni everything. Like, we, we left the house and quickly bought another house and paid two mortgages for three years because we weren't going to live in that house anymore. 
All right, what you're reminding me is of uh, Eddie Murphy when he went to the, the, the house and he said, oh, look at this pretty house. This is great. Nice chandeliers. Nice bed. Look at look at that dining room. Get out. Okay, okay we can't stay out. here. Yeah, we can't stay here. <laughs> That's got kind to go. of the way it was, really. How long did you stay in that house? Uh, we lived in the house for, I don't know, about seven or eight years. And mm. it was the last couple of years that the things started happening and by the time it escalated to the point of blood on the walls we were like see ya we're out now you mentioned that you do believe in ghosts did uh-huh. you have any spiritualists or mediums come come in and help I've you try to cleanse this place or what yeah um we had arkansas paranormal come out and then also i had um um some preachers come out and bless the house several times sure. and it, it didn't work so we were like we're out full disclosure my uh, half of my family's from cuba the caribbean and from what i understand uh, the caribbean a hundred percent of them are, are no wait 90 percent are catholic but a hundred percent are voodoo or, or santeria or something like that oh wow i didn't know that so whenever you get a new place one of your aunts or your grandma or somebody uh, older in the family is going to come in and start smoking cigars and blessing the place and saying chants. I, I don't know. I we don't had think I. House yeah, I don't think I ever believed in it, but I didn't discount it. My my mind is open to anything, so mm-hmm. uh, you have you have lived in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. It was getting, terrifying. Getting to know Angie Davis. <laughs> I know. The, the, okay, well, give give the people a little synopsis of who you are, Angie Davis. Who am I? Um, well, I'm Angie Davis. Hi. And, hi. And I own a lingerie store and a boudoir studio. And I love making women feel beautiful and look beautiful and feel good about themselves. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much me. That's Excellent. what I do 24-7. Excellent. Actually, probably 38. <laughs> all women are beautiful. <laughs> there, I said it. All women are beautiful. They are. All yes. of them are beautiful. Oh, they just need to know that they're beautiful. Yes. They need somebody to go, hey, look at you, you know, and not say something catty or horrible or mean or, you know, because women will carry that around for a long time. You got that right, Angie Davis. So where did you grow up? Um, well, I kind of grew up a little bit everywhere. Start, where were you born? I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, at Baptist Hospital, by two teenage parents, and, um, they didn't have much, and never had much growing up, and, if anything, really, and, um, we moved a lot, and so I know a lot of people, because we pretty much moved around Central Arkansas, except for the time we lived in Louisiana when I was real little. Um, and grew up, got married, had kids, went, tried college, wasn't really for me, mm-hmm. you know, and here I am. I get that a lot with the creatives. College is not for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been to college a bunch of times for, usually for specific things, radio, mm-hmm. uh, firefighting, EMT, paramedic, little things, you know, you go get them. I tried to go college the first time with psychology, and I said, no, it's a lot of studying. I'm, I'm more of an on-the-job. Is that where you're at? Yeah. Well, I was, I've was. i always been good in school. You know, I made straight A's, all that good stuff. Um, I just got 
halfway through and I was just like, I'm just tired. I'm tired of looking at books and papers and writing things and it kind of got meaningless for me. And there were so many other things that I wanted to do and that I was doing at the time that it was like, why am I, why am I doing this? You know, I'm kind of making all this stuff over here. So let me concentrate on that. And maybe one day I'll go back to college, which I, I haven't. And I don't really have an interest to. So. Where'd you go to grade school? Grade and, school? And, and high school. Um, well, I went to 11 different schools in 12 years. Yeah, you said you moved around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I guess the most memorable top four schools, I guess. Um, well, top would be J.F.R. because that's where I met my husband. What's J.F.R.? Um, it's in Little Rock. What is, what's J? J.F.? J.F.R. High School. That's the name? J.F.R.? J.J. J- yeah, you got me messed up. J.A. Fair. <laughs> J.A. Fair. See, I, 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 some guy. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Something that you didn't get the history of who that was? No. All right. I was too busy chasing Bron. <laughs> it's what you do when you got a hunk of a man like that. Exactly. And, and we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Exactly. He's a big part of your life for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. So, high school, what, what did you do in high school? Extracurriculars? Anything fun? Um, I was very athletic. Track, volleyball, basketball. Whatever I could do that was athletic, I loved to do. And then schooler in Chesbron. Very cool. So you were a jock. A little bit, yeah. And popular in school, as you mentioned, maybe. I don't know that I was popular. But you met a lot of people. I knew a lot of people, yeah. Okay. But then you met Brian in school? That was your high school school sweetheart? Mm Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. All right. So Andy Davis podcast, this is uh, not just uh, about you. This is a love story, too. Oh, yeah. So... All right, let's get to it. Since it was early in your life, where did you meet Brian? How did you meet Brian? How, how did the courtship go? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, well, uh, I think it was my first day. I know it was my first day. It was my first day. And I saw this guy. I was in the kind of the lobby area, and I was on this side, and the lobby was really big, and there was this guy walking this way and I'm going this way and when our eyes just kind of met and we just kind of walked and I just kind of couldn't breathe and you know then we went separate ways and then just time going to school together you know mm-hmm. we met and, yeah. did you run in similar circles that was he a jock as well or no. maybe he was a cheerleader no. No? Okay. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just reading into it, just having fun there. He's my cheerleader. Oh, yes, he is, for sure. No, so did you did you purposefully meet, or did you happenstance meet in Happ- classes? Happenstance. We didn't have any classes together. It was more just going out on the weekends and stuff. We would see each other mm-hmm. um, at parties and stuff like that, and... Um, so you did have some of the same friends, maybe? Yeah, yeah, we had some of the same friends. Yeah, we ran in the same circle, just didn't get to see each other at school very much. Just maybe passing in the hall. So. Very cool. So, all right, when did he ask you? Oh, did he ask you or did you ask him? I can't I can't say with a, a, a powerful woman as such as yourself. Uh, who who asked who on a date? Who? Uh, it oh, he definitely asked, yeah. Angie, you want to go on a date? <laughs> sounded just like that. Yeah, because that's, that's how I, I'm projecting because that's how I sounded when I was, what, 14, 15, 16, 17? Well, he was, let's see, I was 15 when we met, so he was 18. He was a senior, I was a sophomore. Oh. And then um, then when he graduated, he went off to the Marines, and, you know, I, I said, here, which, I mean, we weren't 
at that time, like, boyfriend, girlfriend kind of thing. Um, But, and then when he came back from the Marines, that's when things got really serious. Did you keep in touch while he was out? What did he do in the Marines, I guess? I I don't want you to have to tell his story, but, you know, maybe Um, a little idea. Well, he went to uh, boot camp, Mm -hmm. and then shortly after boot camp, he blew his knee out. So he had to, uh, he got discharged. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Bless his heart. (laughs) But, I mean, he's been in the Army now for 23 years, 22 years. I don't know. He's going to be retiring. So I'm learning something. If you blow your knee out in the Marines, you can still be in the Army. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know well, that. Well, he got his knee fixed. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got it fixed. Well, good, so. good. So, he gets out of the, the Marines, and then you start according. Mm-hmm. Okay. How was that? It was great. I got pregnant. Hey, <laughs> that's a win. Mazel tov. <laughs> win for our kid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and uh, when was this? What year? Um, let's see. That would have been 95 that he was born. What, what year did you graduate? 94. 94, mm-hmm. 95. That was whirlwind. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. There was a lot going on. So what was going on in this time? 94, 95. Was that a pivotal year? I guess, you know what? We need to go back further and find out about your parents. You say there were teenage parents. Mm-hmm. How did that affect you? And was there a lot of a lot more family around? And, you know, this might be leading, but, you know, were there a lot of strong women around? Uh, where did you get this, the base for who you are now? Was it back then or was it progressing through the years after high school, after college? When I was growing up, my mom always told me, she said, always depend on yourself. Always work hard. Always pay for your own stuff. Always make your own road. Um, and that just kind of always sat in the back of my head and that's why I did good in school and wanted to get good grades and and go to college and because I wanted to be an anesthesiologist honestly that was my that was my goal someone who doesn't like school you're gonna go to school well I mean I I, I don't dislike school it's just I didn't go to college until I was in my early 30s so I had a family and I had I had a full-time job and you know and I was also doing this photography stuff and I had a lot going on I had a husband who was deployed for 16 months during this Mm. time so when I say I was tired I was tired I had a lot going on um but so what kind of work did the parents do uh mom and my my dad was a bricklayer and my mom has been in sales sounds like hard work to me yeah you know so so that that had to instill some kind of yeah you know how you come home did they come home tired I guess yeah, and, and, you know, I always wanted more than what, what we had, mm-hmm. you know, and I always wanted to provide for my kids more than what they were able to do, and um, being able to do that always meant a lot to me, so, I mean, when the kids were growing up, I mean, whatever it was I had to do, I would do it. Yeah, I guess working I mean, hard doesn't kids. always mean making a lot of money. Right. Uh, working hard could be just be struggling to survive right. bricklayer you got to lay a lot of bricks to make a, a bunch of money so there was times yeah. when dallas was little that you know i'd have three jobs just to make ends meet so um but he had a mom that was willing to do those three right. jobs to make ends meet right. to strive to, to to be better we always want better for our kids 
be it uh, uh, whatever side of the fence you're on. You know, mm-hmm. I guess we uh, small political uh, Democrat or Republican. We all want better for our kids. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know. yeah we want we want to provide for our family and them have everything that they at least need. You know, ba- you know, right at the very little whatever I'm trying to say, but you know, and then what they want to so so 95 you're a young mama and is brian deployed at this point no no okay he's in he's in the national guard national guard Mm -hmm. what kind of job is he doing in that um helicopter mechanic and also uh uh, crew chief on uh blackhawks sounds like he's good with his hands good at fixing things Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, he can fix anything. Yes. He can pretty much do anything. Okay, so if anybody needs their Ikea's fixed, uh, call Brian. Or, or put together? Yeah. Any furniture? Sure, why not? Sure, yeah. why not? I'll put them out there. Dave. I put them out there on Front Street, which happens to be where we're at in Conway, Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Angie Davis. And I'll keep saying your name so the people know. The people that are listening to the podcast will know it's Angie Davis that we're talking to. Going through the early parts, uh, she was a jock in high school and met her husband, high school sweethearts, and you got married in 95. And Oh, no, we didn't get married. No, before. you didn't. Oh, you're courting in 95. <laughs> you got the you got the kid. She, you know, some people do it backwards. I did it we backwards. Did it ba- yeah, we did it really backwards. But the thing was is that we were really young. We weren't yeah. mature um, enough to, to do marriage and and all the things that you know we had to grow up mm-hmm. you know and so let's see what year did we got married in 2001 is when we got married mm-hmm. but previous to that you were together mm, no, on, and off and off. on you know in the in your 20s you have to sow your oats i gotta tell kids mm-hmm. uh, you know in your 20s you're still made of rubber you you got wolverine powers bounce off your face uh, you know relationships man if you want to have a boyfriend girlfriend whatever that's fine but when you're 30, that's when you when everything gets formed, all your brain is put together. And this is just me giving the stupid advice that I give so many podcasts is wait till you're 30. Then you know what you're doing, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. I'm and maybe where you want to go. Right. Right. And you're you seem like the, the type of person that gets bored if you do the same thing over and yeah. over. So you want to branch out put your fingers in many different pots mm-hmm. and it seems like that's what you've done so where were you working when uh, did you work in high school at all did no, you have any joe I didn't, jobs i didn't work in high school because i had too many extracurricular yes. things that i did and um but as soon as i was out of high school um, i started working in my first job i worked for charlie's heating and air it was a auto mechanics uh shop uh-huh. And so I learned a lot about cars, hey. which was cool. Um, and what did you do for them? Um, answered the phone, yes. helped customers, took the money, you know, yes. stuff like that. But you still learned about the parts and, and going back there and looking at the mechanic. What is that yeah. guy doing? You know, what's yeah. that girl so, doing? So, I'm, I mean, I've forgotten more than I've ever learned, I'm sure. But um, plus I have Brian. He knows everything about cars. Any brothers and sisters? Um, I have a sister, and her name is Jessica. She is uh, 14 years younger than me, and she is one of the loves of my life. Every girl group needs a Jessica, mm-hmm. just so you can say Jessica. Mm-hmm. All right, big shout outs to Sister Jessica. So I have a similar situation. I have a, I'm 50. I have a sister in her early 20s. Really? So yeah, she's a hairdresser. So down in Miami, shout shout outs to Heather. 
And Hi, Heather. Yeah, and she, you know, I really didn't spend a lot of time with her. 14 years younger. Mm-hmm. How was that relationship with your sister? Oh, we have a great relationship. Always have. So when she was born. I fell in love with her. Just madly, deeply in love with her. Yes. Um, I mean, I, I love my sister for sure. And I did growing up, you know, when she was a toddler, I was still living in, the, in South Florida. And so I, I got to know her. But uh, we've lost at least physical contact you know we talk a lot on the phone and i see her on the facebook and instagram so don't know it's not an oh it's a wow she is doing good, good she's a great uh, beautician for sure uh so you you have the, the what's your sister do um she works in banking and um she raises four kids and she's married and um being amazing uh, she is amazing. She is amazing. She is amazing. Banking is kind of an interesting job where you get to dress up and you play with money. Maybe you don't make a lot of money, but you play with money and mm-hmm. you get dressed up and you get to see people. And it's nice. It's a it's a good, clean job uh, for the most part, as far as I can see with banking. What is your experience on that? What do you think about about uh, how the banking, you know, what have you got? Oh, you know? I try not to... to Borrow their money, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the whole uh, what is it? Use other people's money is uh, is kind of a, a a thing when you're, especially for a business owner, for an entrepreneur such as yourself, Angie Davis. Uh, you know, borrowing other people's money seems to be what it the norm. Uh, no, I like being debt free. Yeah, that sounds good to me too. All right, so because when we built this place, I had to take out. Quite a bit of money as far as loans, Oof. like more money than I've ever borrowed in my life, and I'm a homeowner, so, um, and we've now paid it back, which is great, um, but having that kind of stress is not something I ever want to do again, ever. It's amazing how money, you feel like, oh, money's not everything, but it is a cause of a lot of stress. It, it if is. you don't have it, you need it. Mm-hmm. If you have too much of it, people want to keep getting it from you. So, more money, more problems. Yeah, it, I, I think I've heard that before. Probably around your time I with ninety four, ninety five. Less money. Money <laughs> is just a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to let's go back to the barter system. That was pretty good. <laughs> so no, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, so Angie Davis. Hanging out in your in your living room portion of your office. This is great. With this the is the consultation room and okay. the viewing and ordering room where people um, get to meet me before um, they do their boudoir session. Um, they have to do a consultation with me, and um, we go over how everything works. And plus, I want to meet them, and I want them to meet me, and as you know, be comfortable and friends, and um, and then. After they do their session, we come back here and they view and order their prints and products. Well, Angie Davis, that's the first phase that I, f- I met you in was the photography mm-hmm. phase. We met at a wedding. Yeah. And so from 95 to now, what were you doing that got you up into being a photographer? Okay. After Charlie's Garage, you learned so much about cars, came back all, you know, grease grease on the hands and stuff, I'm guessing, maybe. No. Possibly. Oh, Angie, we no. need you to get that oil change in that Buick no, back there. there was none of that. <laughs> get off the phone. Get off the phone, Angie. No. So after Charlie's Garage, uh, where did you go from there? 
You know, I don't know. I had quite a few jobs uh, in my 20s just for the, you know, number one, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and just, you know, also make ends meet when, when I had a kid and all that good stuff. And um, what really led me to the photography was my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was deployed, I would send him a care package every week and they told me to... Um, print photos and put them in the mm-hmm. care package of the kids and what we're doing and all that good stuff. And so I did. How many kids you have? And um, we have three total. Oh, okay. So all right. So this was the first one. Who, who, who was the first kid? Dallas and then Katie and then Colton. So Dallas. Dallas is with you. Brian's deployed. And you're sending care packages. No, we've got three kids during this time. Oh, you, you had all three yeah, kids Yeah, I mean, we've point. got Dallas... Dallas it would be 24 in October. Caitlin is 22, and Colton would have been 21 in October. Oh, so. okay. I think there's a story there. Yeah. No. No, just having kids. You know. Okay, okay. What you do, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and you um, Okay, so continue. Uh, Joe Jobs in your 20s trying to figure out what you're doing? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do and um, how I want to do it. And... Um, then when he deployed, um, I'm sending him photos and everything, and he came back, and he's like, you know, you're pretty good at taking these photos. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. You're funny. That's but you know he wanted pictures of you. Who's taking the pictures of you? Nobody. What? I just had photos of the kids. No, he needs pictures of the wife. Oh. His honey. Well, he gets those. The reason he gets, <laughs> yeah, the reason he's doing all he's doing is... Yeah, to come I'm home. I'm sure there was some photos of me in there somewhere. All right, all right. Maybe you handed the, handed the camera to one Probably. of the kids and said, "Here, I take mean, a shot." This is so many years ago. I don't even remember. What was your first camera? Um, it was a little Kodak camera. Like an Instamatic camera <sighs> with the film that had no, the two barrels film. in it. It was digital. Oh, you had the first camera was digital. Yeah, first one was digital. Um, I think it was right when digital first came out. I guess in the in the nineties, late nineties, no, early two thousand. No, this was two thousand six. Oh, okay. So we we jumped forward. Yeah. How long? Okay. Was there anything of importance that happened in the, in that ten years? Not really, other than we got married and had three kids. So yeah, that's had had <laughs> it's great babies and you know. Um, Any family trips? I don't. Okay. That's a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know we were going to have the Angie Davis story today. Right. Man, I should have wrote all this stuff down or thought about it. No, I mean, I usually when people are talk, talking about themselves, they start remembering different things in their life that, that oh, this was important. You're right. That was a good time. And it's very cathartic to kind of let that out and, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I actually have a hard time remembering a lot of things um, Mm -hmm. because after we lost Colton, um, it was so traumatic that I lost a lot of my long-term memory Mm. um, and quite a bit of my short-term memory, too. So, I don't really remember a whole lot about, you know, before Colton, so... I don't. I don't know if I know that story, or if you even want to get into that. We can. Okay, you can talk about it. Absolutely. Um, I just didn't want you to think that. Um, I just don't remember. You know, my no. kids growing up and stuff yeah. like that. But 
and it's it's one of the things that I I'm dealing with, and and um, Brian's you know had the same problem too, and it from what I understand, it's like a PTSD kind of thing. Um, when something real traumatic happens to you, you can you can lose your memory. And I'm, how long ago was this? Um, four years this month. So that is fresh. Yeah. Losing a child. Yeah. How did that happen? Um, he was um, in a car accident. He fell asleep at the wheel and um, went off into a um, someone's um, culvert, mm. and it flipped his truck and threw him out. Mm. So um, he's been gone for four years now. And so there's a, there's a lot of things that we are dealing with as a family trying to you know just be normal people honestly yeah and and because that happened is why this exists it's it's, i think it's more stable than you going and doing a wedding for example and i know when i do a wedding i come home tired Mm -hmm. there's times when i could fall asleep at the wheel Mm -hmm. especially when i do a wedding two and a half three hours away Mm -hmm. more and i say I don't feel like staying here. I want to go home and sleep in my bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, even though I was in Wilhelmina four hours away or something. Yeah. And I, I'll still drive all the way back. Don't drive when you're tired. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. Kids, don't drive when you're tired. Don't drive when you're tired. I, and here I have just admitted, I drive when I'm mm-hmm. tired. You don't know? text and drive. Don't drive distracted. Don't, yeah. you know, 10 and 2, eyes on the road. You know. So moving on from there. And can you call it moving on? Can you... What wordage have you used moving on, moving from that forward to where you are now? Um, this place has done a lot for me because I kind of threw myself into it. Right. Afterwards, um, you know, because he was our youngest. The other two had already moved out, so we were instantly empty nesters as well. Uh, so and we thought we had you know another couple of years at least and so um, so I mean what do you do you know throw yourself into work and that's what I did and Mm -hmm. um, and I still try to understand why I did everything I mean I really just needed some joy I needed some happiness and what brought me happiness was women's reactions when they look beautiful and they feel beautiful and when I change how they feel about themselves whether you know it's a boudoir session or um, if it's um, just a good fitting bra and when I decided to open this place I didn't have the money I didn't have the means I don't I didn't know what I was doing um, all I knew was this was what I wanted to do. Yeah. Because it was the only thing that I had right then that I could go, this is what I can do. Yes. You know? So I just did it. I don't know how, uh, other than the grace of God, I don't even know how we stayed open the first three months because the numbers didn't add up. Um, so the transition from being a photographer, and you were and are a great photographer you know oh good eye uh, you know just uh, 
and the way you work, even I think it was only one wedding that we've done together where you were just getting the shots, getting the shots, getting the shots. And I'm still friends with them. Uh, with with the oh, that's fantastic. See, and, and every time they pop Heather up comes on, into the store. Oh, every time they pop up on my screen, you know, for, for their anniversary, it's mm-hmm. hey, happy anniversary. Yeah. It's good to remember that. That I remember every wedding, and I remember them. What what happened that was special at that wedding? At that wedding, it was great. So, what? How long were you a photographer before you opened up Angie Davis, the boudoir uh, underwear? Underwear salesperson. <laughs> no, what, what would you call yourself? Uh, under, underwear lady? I call myself Panty Peddler. Panty Peddler. <laughs> I like it. I even have a cup. The alliteration is great. Okay, so previous to that, you were taking photos. How did you start in the photography besides taking pictures for Brian, who was deployed? Um, well, when he came home, he bought me um, a really, because, you know, I had the little Kodak camera, and he bought me a really nice um, Nikon D80. And then I outgrew that in about a year, and so he bought me a D90, and I outgrew that in about a year, and so then he got me a, a D750, and he was like, "Now this is a professional camera, you know. I think you should, you know, if you want to, do it and charge people because you're pretty good, you know." Right. And I was like, "Okay." Early two thousands, then still on this one, um, mid two thousands. Let's see, it's probably around. Thing. So he deployed in 06, okay. so about, it was 08 whenever I filed for my license and all of that good stuff. So a couple of years after he came home. Previous to this, you're saying you're incorporated? Yeah, I incorporated in 2008. 2008. Kids, if you're going to start a business, if you're thinking about starting a business, incorporate yourself. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd have done it so long ago. 86 is when I really started DJing. But I didn't incorporate till 2004. Tax breaks, baby. You know, and mm-hmm. and the way that you file your taxes, incorporate yourself. Mm-hmm. Do it. And so definitely. 2008. You you said, hey, I can I can make this a business. Mm-hmm. And it's is it Angie Davis Inc. or what? Um, Angie Davis Photography LLC. Oh, perfect. And so, what was your first experience like? Had you done any weddings for friends previous to that, or no? Or what was your first? Paid gig oh, as a gosh. photographer. I have no. Do you remember idea. or, or the, the early years of Angie Davis? I mean, I just did anything and everything, and then um, baby who, pics. Whoever, yeah, whoever would give me money, whatever they wanted photos of, yes. I would do. And then, um, not long after that, I started freelancing for the Democrat Gazette, and um, then Saint Magazine, and. Uh, Arkansas Life magazine and some, and I did some national papers and stuff like that. And, um, How did it feel having your photos in these publications? Oh, it was cool. It was really cool. Um, it was a lot of hard work for not a lot of money, though. Yes. But I think that it gave me the ability to really and truly learn how to work my camera really well and to be able to shoot yes. under any circumstances, you know, lighting, whatever, um, and and know how to do it well. Well, you, are you the kind of photographer, and I, I think I've seen it, where you get down on your belly and get that, oh, that yeah, shot that's to. up and, and yeah. you just wait for it? Yeah. As, uh, okay, having a digital camera, as opposed to film, as I, you know, I started, I had film I, when I was a kid, I had an Instamatic camera, and you always had to wait for that shot. 
you, you didn't want to waste it, especially if you only had 12 or 24 exposures. You want to, oh, there's grandma. What is grandma doing? Click. There you go. You got the good shot. Yeah. With a digital, you might have the, the want or the ability to click, 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 and just pick the right one. Mm-hmm. How, in your photo photography style, how are you on that line? Um. Well, I mean, now I'm very purposeful with my uh, my shooting. I mean, we uh, we stage everything like with the boudoir. We stage everything, make everything perfect. Click, get the shot. Move, click, get the shot. Move, click, get the shot. We repose a different way. Click, get the shot. Click, get the shot. Click, get the shot. So it's not uh, everything's real purposeful. Yes. You know, it's there's no, you know, trigger finger going crazy. Plus, I have studio lighting, so that yes. doesn't work real well when you have studio lighting because it, it messes up your photos. Cause Full you disclosure, to, I worked at the picture of me photo studio in Walmart. No, oh, that's great. It's easy because, all right, the reason that the, the, those studios get pretty good pictures almost every time is the camera is on a fixed point. If the f-stop is set in the right spot for that mm-hmm. x marks the spot if you stand there you're going to get the right lighting the right exposure mm-hmm. every almost every time with very little editing needed you say you went to college in your 30s or when you got when you became 30 did you take any photography schools or what did you do in college oh no i was going to school to be um oh what's it called some type of engineer, industrial engineer. That's what I was going to be. What could you do with that? Um, build things. Okay. You like to build things? Did you do that before? No, it's just what I wanted to do. I mean, so you hadn't, you know, built models before? Yeah. It was just, that was it? That was it. That's what I wanted to do. What do I want to be? And you look down the list and, oh yeah, industrial engineer. Yeah. That clicked. Let's do that. How far did you go in that? Um, I got halfway until I was like, this is dumb. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Math hard. Well, I mean, <laughs> geometry. At the at the time, well, I'm, I'm really good in math. I'm really good in science. Okay. Um, and it, it she's wasn't not bragging. That it was, it's true. It wasn't that it was necessarily hard. It's just that I had a really, really good paying career in sales. And what were you selling at this point? Um, I worked for a company um, where I sold collegiate merchandise to, to retail stores nationwide. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, you know, like Razorback stuff and stuff like yeah, that. That's and pretty big in like this town. Walmart, in Walgreens, stuff like that. So, and then mom and pops and all that. And I really liked what I was doing. Sure. At the time, and it's like, why? Why am I taking this time away from my family and away from my kids and my husband? And why am I putting this extra stress on me when it's not something that I have to do? Mm. You know, um, I don't have to do this. I've got a great job. You know, I've got a great skill set already, um, and I was tired. So yes, I said. No more. Um, and so I dropped out of college. No more college. No That's more good. college. So yeah. how did you learn photography? I taught myself. Okay. Uh, YouTube is the best university I've ever been to. It is good. <laughs> it is good. I talked to a lady yesterday who was a school teacher, a, a, a regular school teacher where she taught 30 kids in class, but then she became a video school teacher to where she taught hundreds of kids mm-hmm. at a time 
through video. So YouTube, you could find it anywhere. Now this this was a live thing that she was doing, but you can do you can learn so much from YouTube. And hey, you make YouTube videos, you make mm-hmm. Facebook videos. We're making one right now, Angie Davis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, Keith Dan. This is con- this is this is uh, highly unusual. I know that there's some podcasters that'll simultaneously simultaneously do um, video and audio at the same time and. Here we are. We're one of those podcasters. Angie Davis, I fully believe you're going to have a podcast because you have I a lot. I hope so. I think that would be so cool. You have a lot of knowledge and you talk to a lot of ladies on this same couch. I do. I talk to a ton of ladies. So having an audio version of the videos that you have, because it's just another two microphones mm-hmm. to add uh, an audio version so people can listen in their cars mm-hmm. because you should not watch videos while you're in your car. Oh, don't do that. That is no good. Don't watch and drive. The no. more you know. Do not watch and drive, ever. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> that's, that's for the video people. We're, we're, we're still on YouTube, li- uh, Facebook Live. So, you are taking pictures. You're teaching yourself uh, how to be a photographer. So, I'm guessing the first instances of you taking pictures professionally, you're using the auto portion, or had you taught yourself F-stop and lighting and... I don't even know the, uh, some of those terms. By the time I got my 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 D750, um, and that's the good one. Yeah, um, I was learning manual at that time. Yeah, you know, or new manual, and then not long. I guess I had that camera for about two years, which I still have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he bought me a D4 which is the camera I still use to this day. And that's a good one. A yeah, r- that's like it's like buying a decent car okay yeah because in that in that bag i have a rebel and a t6 mm-hmm. and that's the best camera i've ever owned and i'm kind of excited about it <laughs> it takes pretty good pictures on auto or on manual so and I'm, I'm trying to teach myself a little bit by no means do i want to be a photographer but whenever i go to a concert or i go and see some of the live bands support live local music mm-hmm. okay whenever i go see some of the live bands around town i'll take pictures of them and i think they're pretty appreciative when they sure. get pictures of themselves sure. uh, you being a photographer you know that pictures make your memories and mm-hmm. you, when you go out do you do you feel good knowing that you're capturing these memories for people yeah. and, and these are things that are, they're going to be able to be able to put on the walls they're going to be family heirlooms uh, sure. they'll be passed down hey that was grandma back at that wedding and oh look at little you know uncle joe he was a baby back then and angie davis took that picture what, what are your what are your favorite memories of photography or locations or was it mostly around Conway and Little Rock or, or have you been other places to take pictures? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I've been all over the state mm-hmm. take photos. Well, actually in, in further than that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have to say that my favorite is just every day here. Like, I mean, I've done a lot of fun photography stuff, and um, I've covered, you know, national news and stuff like that. But my favorite is just one-on-one with my clients and making them feel good about themselves and have a a great time. And because a lot of the times, my clients, you know, their moms, their wives. Um, they may be grandmothers um, and 
life can you can get sucked into life you know <laughs> okay how and, so well especially when you're a woman and you're taking care of kids and you've got a job and you've got a husband and you've got a house and you've got all these things that you've got to do all the time and you've got to take care of all the time a lot of times women they forget to take care of themselves mm-hmm. so it's really cool when they come in here and I can see that that this is really special to them because they're getting their hair done they're getting their makeup done they're um, getting to take these amazing images that because everybody when I'm done with them looks like a Playboy centerfold Excellent. every single one Excellent. and so for them to have that experience um, I can tell how much it means to them you know and I mean I know how much it would mean to me because a lot of times as women we kind of we lose ourselves in mm. our kids and our families and our jobs and because by nature we're nurses and we want to take care of everything but we take care of us last and a lot of times there's no more left for us to take care of ourselves as someone who's never been a woman I could see being a woman being a mother being a wife is the hardest job in the world mm-hmm. oh my goodness you have so many hats yeah absolutely. Uh, traditionally the man goes off to work the woman is left home to take care of everything, everything. you know including the man to you know, pay the bills wash the dishes clean the floor uh, make sure and the, then have a full time job on and, top of that and then take care yes. of the regrets you know I like a traditional, you know, to, if I if I could work five jobs and keep my wife at home, I will. I will. But if the wife wants to work, yes, please, by all means, let them work. But ah, it, it is a hard job. Give. All right. Give the people the Angie Davis boudoir experience or at least walking in the door here on Front Street. And what's the address again? 1131 Front Street. 1131 Front Street. Come and visit with Angie Davis. If if the door's locked, press the button and there's instructions on the door how to get hold her and she'll, her smiling face will be at that door uh, soon enough. Uh, but as people walk in the door, what do they see? What, what What's the Angie Davis store experience? Oh, well, they see my smiling face. Yes, they do. <laughs> no, it, it immediately put a, a, a smile on this punum. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. If you if you don't have a, a if you see somebody without a smile, give them one of yours. Ah, I just I just That's saw that yesterday. One. That's a good one. <laughs> ah, cliches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, I walked in the door. I, I saw Angie Davis's smiling face, and what else did I see? Oh well, a lot of bras and panties for sure. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, fellas, don't let that make you f- feel uncomfortable. This is me. Uh, 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 maybe projecting. Oh, um, uh, bras and panties. Fourteen-year-old self came out. Hi, <laughs> uh, Angie Davis. It's Keys Down with the What Makes You Famous podcast. You ready? <laughs> so I saw a lot of bras and panties. Uh, and tell me about the bras and panties. Uh, what, what, what made you a panty peddler? Well, it's funny because um, when I opened this place, it was only supposed to be. Or when I opened the lingerie store, it was only supposed to be sexy lingerie because, okay. you know, that's that was the purpose of opening it is there was nowhere around here uh, for, you know, women to get good quality lingerie for their boudoir session or for anything else for that matter. And um, so I, I opened and then people started saying, do you have bras? Do you have bras? Do you have bras? And I'm like, no, I don't have bras. Uh, and so I started thinking about it. I was like, well, Barbara Graves. 
um, she retired, I think about three years before I opened, and there was really nowhere for women to get a professional bra fitting and to get good bras of all the sizes. And so I thought, well, I can do that. So is that what Angie Davis, the store, started off as? Or, or was it a photography studio? Where was the photography studio that you had? Didn't you have mm-hmm. one? It was had, on Prince, right? No, no. it was, um, gosh, what's the name of that road? It's right behind CVS um, okay. Pharmacy. And you had an downtown. actual photography studio yeah. there. And we were, it was Angie Davis Photography, and it was Wedding Seniors Boudoir. And so you did have the boudoir portion of that right. in your mind uh, to you know and ladies get your fellas a glamour shot it is so cool and, and fellas uh, if you're so inclined get your uh, people uh, a glamour shot it is so cool it, it, and it makes you feel good and, and I know I've seen I've seen I've seen the blurred pictures the the suitable for Facebook pictures mm-hmm. portions and they just you look the best that you can look and you have to feel good about looking that way as well. So you were behind CBS at, at that time and you were taking pictures, but you were still going out and doing weddings and other things or yeah. at that point? Yeah, up until 2014. 2014, you're done with weddings, you're done with getting excuse out of... Excuse me, 2015. 2015, you're done with, with going out and freelancing. Hey, you've got a brick and mortar. People come to me. That is the dream. That, that's, that, that's the dream that you don't have to travel. I, I don't want to be a. Uh, I, I like being a mobile DJ, but I'm 50. You know, I, I'd like to have a, a maybe an event center where I can have weddings come to me. I don't want to stop doing weddings. I don't want to stop doing birthday parties, but I want them to come to me. And this is what you did, Angie Davis, is you have people come to you mm-hmm. and get and you have things to make a scene, uh, settings, the backdrops, and things that make different settings. When you were at this, this, I guess it was a smaller place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was only 1,500 square feet. And what kind of clients would come there? Um, same kind that I do now. Now, was um, it all boudoir, or did you have families, or, um, you know, well, baby pictures? No, I did only did um, weddings, high school seniors, and boudoir. I didn't do babies, kids, families. I would every now and then for, like, friends or whatever, but... Um, it really wasn't my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, not that there was anything wrong with it. It's just I wanted to concentrate on those three things mm-hmm. because, you know, when you do something, do one thing and do it well. Mm-hmm. It pays so, to specialize. Right. No, you end up doing the best of those pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why uh, when I really started to do a lot of boudoir that I had already been thinking about only to go and only to boudoir because mm. I wanted to I wanted to be the best of that mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that every session was like Playboy Centerfold like I wanted it to be perfect every session so um, when I ended up going just to boudoir it was kind of everything just fell into this is what I should do so was there a transition from that building to the building you are on right now on Front Street in Conway, Arkansas. What was the transition? When did you close up that building, that office, that store, and um, why? Well, we moved into, let's see, I found this place in August. 
uh, and it took I think about four months to do the build out and so we didn't get moved in until middle I think we opened it December 16th of 15 of 2000 what is, what is this year? 19, so 2016. 2016. Can we pause for a second? I've got sure. to go get that. I think it might be a delivery. Sure. The longest video. And we're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. No. So, so 2016, you moved from the smaller facility to the bigger facility. And I know that was probably almost a facetious question because I look at this facility and I go, Wow. So much space, so much potential, possibility, and you've built it out. You've got walls up. Who put these walls up? Um, my The people that I rent from, their construction crew. So, okay. So, when you move in to Front Street, at least this particular warehouse, it used to be a warehouse of some kind. Mm-hmm. I think you explained it a little bit uh, before the podcast a couple days ago uh, of what this building is. But... You walk in the door. You see all the bras and panties. Uh, what else? What else can we expect to, to find at Angie Davis on Front Street? The the Angie Davis experience walking in. Well, it depends on what experience you're here for because there's different ones. You know. I, I want to buy some bras for my uh, for my little sister. Ooh. That's weird. No. <laughs> Why did my mind go there? No. Okay, no. Um, so, I mean, if somebody's here for like a bra fitting, then okay. basically, or lingerie fitting or something like that, basically they get thrown in the dressing room and I shop for them. And I find them all the pretties and um, and my selection is really huge. So, um, we try on a lot of lingerie. <laughs> so, as, a, as someone, once again, who's never been a woman... I'm guessing that having the right fitting bra is very important. Very important. Okay. And how does this happen? Is this measurements? Is this... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, measuring as looking, a starting point. Okay. And then I have to... I, I measure her and it's kind of not necessarily what I measure her at. Will I always go and get that bra? It's mm-hmm. also just a trained eye as far as, okay, yeah, I'm measuring her at this, but I really think she's this. Mm-hmm. And so I go and get a bra. I have her put that on. Um, and then she shows it to me so I can see if I need to make any kind of adjustments or whatever. Um, and then we just adjust until we get the right fit. And sometimes I'll, like this morning, my young lady that was here earlier, I mean, I nailed it first time. So it just it just depends. So who was this person that you mentioned that retired uh, three years before you ward? Oh, Barbara Graves. Barbara Graves. Mm-hmm. Barbara Graves. She had a huge store over um, off of Rodney Parham. Okay. And it was like 6,000 square feet, and she carried, she was like me. She They right. were bra fitters, and then they had lingerie and, you know, all that good stuff. Did so. you learn from her a little bit? Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, we went to New York to market together, oh, um, okay. I think, last year, and she gave me a lot of tips and pointers. She came into the store and looked at it and loved it and gave me some more tips and pointers, and um, she's super, super wonderful lady. Um, How did she, you get involved with her? Well, we, let's see, I think she actually reached out to me, honestly. 
trying to remember. I don't remember how that really happened, but. Did she see that Angie Davis was giving the bra and panty game? No, we had mutual friends, and um, those friends said, hey, this this young lady, Angie, she's opened a store kind of like yours. Um, Is it okay if I give her your number or you take her numbers. I can't remember who called who, um, but we ended up talking on the phone for like four hours. So it was really great. Even that, even though you're 30 miles away from each other, it still could be competition because people oh, go to Little Rock all the time. Closed down. But even mm-hmm. so, previous to the previous to this mm-hmm. door opening, yeah, she was oh, closed okay, for okay. for three years. She retired. Well, so. that's nice that mm-hmm. once you have There's that knowledge, else that does what I once do. you have that knowledge, you impart that knowledge. Thank you, Barbara Graves. Good mm-hmm. job uh, for teaching the the next generation how to do mm-hmm. what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Is once you learn things, you teach things. Yeah, and we're learning about Angie Davis. There's not a store in a probably tri-state area, maybe further, that does exactly what I do. That, like that front room should be full all the, the time. <laughs> selection that I do. Oh my so goodness! Now. Well, I'm only by equipment only, gotcha. so gotcha. otherwise it would be. But um, I like doing the appointment only for the simple fact that. Um, that's what I want to do. Yes. I want to. I want to serve and I want to help. And if I've got all these employees and I'm doing all of these things, you know, then that's what I, I do. I, I'll manage people, and that's not what I want to do. I want to do what I'm doing today. You're specializing. Yeah. You're getting that one-on-one service. Right. That's what and you that's can expect when you go do. to Angie Davis. Yes. Okay, Angie Davis lingerie. What what kind of lingerie do you got out there? What, all what, of what it. kind of a bra? Every little all bit of, of it, all of it. All, I have bras from A to O. I have lingerie from extra small to six X. Um, I carry t-shirt bras, balconette bras, nursing bras, maternity bras. You have those bras. little underwear bras where they just poke the hole out through the 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 Hanes briefs. It looks like a man's underwear, but they just. It, they they kind of look like an underwear upside down. Now those are, no, I do not. Carry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I carry beautiful Costa Bella bralettes and oh, that's panties. Cool. That's and, cool. And I have sexy lingerie and um, and this is Panty World. I have all the panties. I carry bra size swimwear, um, strapless bras, sports bras, all bra size, pajamas, robes, nightgowns. Um, I carry everything. It's a veritable laundry list of it undergarments. Is. And I say undergarments also very facetiously because the, the picture that you shared today was a girl in her overalls wearing her bra on the outside. Mm-hmm. What do you? How do you feel about that? The bra on the outside look. I, I love thought that it. was the 80s. I thought no, that was I Madonna. It. I love it. Um, I, I think we should free the nipple. Okay. I mean, All right. Well, that would put you out of business, wouldn't it? Well... Yeah, I mean, it would make it would make women feel better as sure. far as you know. There's nothing wrong with my breasts. There's you nothing know. wrong with your breasts, right? You know, so. I, I, and, and okay, I have a 14 year old, and she's starting to develop, and she's worried about her her boobs. Uh, oh, she shouldn't be, and she shouldn't be. I tell them boobs are great. Dad likes boobs, so yeah. hey, is that weird? Maybe, maybe it's weird, and it, and it could. Everybody but, but, loves boobs. But yes. He, Except for the person who has them. They're always like, <laughs> there's got to be something wrong with my boobs, no, you know. No. It, it, you know, I, I was talking even to a, a couple gay guys and they like boobs. Gay guys like gay boobs. Guys I like knew boobs. that. Yes, it's a thing. Uh, so, 
you were saying that you could you can look and say thirty four B. Is that something that you can do? You, mm-hmm. you, you can eyeball after yeah. three years of doing this? I can, sometimes I can even eyeball and tell you what kind of bra a woman's wearing if it's one that I carry. <laughs> That's cool. That's real cool. All right. That's the front room. You got lots of stuff. And, and you didn't mention, uh, is there anything for guys out there? Yep. Sax underwear. Sax underwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and swimwear. If you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'll... Notice that Saks does a lot of advertising. Unfortunately, they don't advertise on the What Makes You Famous podcast, but hopefully that is something that will be remedied real soon. But you carry those, and I'm seriously considering getting a pair on the way out of this totally out of this room. Yes, I totally should. Totally. Totally. So, or after you get out of the front room. Uh, okay, since that's the thing for, for men, what, what, what's the advantage of Saks underwear? And you told me that... Uh, your handsome husband Brian wears them himself. Yes. Tell yes. me, tell me what his experience or your experience with them. Well, um, I brought him in and I took a pair home to him, and he wore them the next day. And I called him around lunchtime, and I was like, "So, how are you liking those new underwear?" And he was like, "Well, all I gotta say is um, you're gonna have to bring home some more because I'm throwing all my underwear away when I get home." Okay. And I said, "Oh." That's funny. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness I brought him some more home because he really did. He threw him away. This is a man that doesn't throw nothing away. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing. That's high, high praise yeah, uh, for so, a pair of underwear. Yeah, he has not went back since. So what's the experience that you've had with women that get uh, specialized bras out of here? Uh, their faces, I'm guessing, and this is me, you know, thinking about what their experience is probably like. This is the best bra I've ever worn. Mm-hmm. This is very comfortable. Mm-hmm. What other things have people said once you fitted them for the proper undergarment? Well, there's a lot of that, and not to mention the fact they're always blown away by how much of a selection that I have. Um, because, you know, you go into some of the big box retailers and you, you're drowning in a sea of, of nude and black. And we're here, it's you're drowning in a sea of beautiful colors and patterns and uh, different styles of bras and bras that are, um, they're made with purpose, mm-hmm. to, you know, to do certain things for certain bodies. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there's just so much, you know, I mean, like there's size at like 36 triple D to 38 G. Those are some of my most popular sizes, so I have a ton of those bras. And, like, I could literally bring a woman a bra and panty set all day long in those sizes. Yeah. You know, so um, that that blows ladies away, you mm-hmm. know. And then, like, last night I had a, a very sweet lady in here, and she's a 38L. Um, you can't get a 38L anywhere big? except for here. Is that... Large is that? Big? I, you know, I don't think uh, that that it's like huge. Well, tell me about the cup sizes. Is it, is it is it the size of the breast itself that's mm-hmm. the cup size? Yes. And then the circumference of the, the of the of the, the upper torso, yeah, I suppose. Torso, yeah. Is is the actual measurement, but it's the cup size that gives you okay, and you have cups to to satisfy any size. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, good. Yeah. And how, so. Once you fit a 36L, you said? 38L. 38L. 
what did she say? Oh, she was just, she loved every moment of it because she had no less than 12 bras that she couldn't make up her mind which one she, ones she loved the most. So, so previous to that, what was she doing for her, her bra satisfaction? Going to just being a, uncomfortable. a big store? Well, yeah, just going to a big store and being uncomfortable and... You know, and that's pretty much been their options since Barbara Graves closed. So. Do you notice strap marks and yeah, and you know, just mar- uh, straps just digging into your body and oh, yeah. uncomfortable and places. A lot of people, a lot of women, you know, they walk in. I'm like, oh, you're uncomfortable, aren't you? Uh. You know, and she's like, oh yes, and I'm like, let's get you taken care of. You know, because I mean, it's really uncomfortable for women whenever their bra doesn't fit right and one of the biggest issues is most women don't understand that they're wearing the wrong size bra because they don't know how a bra is supposed to actually fit and then if they do know how a bra is actually supposed to fit um, they may not know exactly what size that is that will fit them like that so and that's why it's really important for women to get sized by a professional every time they buy a bra because also their bodies change. We gain weight, we lose weight. Our gravity does things to us, you know. And and sometimes our bodies just get weird. I don't know, but you know, our bodies change, and so uh, and hormones will change our body too. And so it's really important that women go to a professional and get measured and sized by someone that knows what they're doing. Now, is there an adjustable bra for approximate? of your size because you're right about the the changing uh, of the breast size is is not only when they're pregnant that's one Mm -hmm. that major change but sometimes when women are on their cycles their uh, breasts will increase and decrease with uh, in in one month Mm -hmm. and you can't just keep going and getting bras every you know for for every time of the month do you have some that are that change size? That, no. You know? um, what happens, like, even in my drawer, I've got probably three different sizes that I keep, and they're they're really close, anywhere from a 32 to a 36, double to triple D. I've got those sizes. Because, you know, I gain weight, I lose weight, you know, whatever. So I have those, those sizes for whenever I'm whatever. Okay. You know? So, all right, what's the difference between a, a double and a triple? Is that a slight difference, like fine tuning? Yeah. Okay, so a, a, a double D and a triple D is just a s- small difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I've learned something new. There's not. There's not that much of a difference um, when you have the cup sizes next to each other. And another misconception is that you know people think, oh my gosh, triple D is so huge. It's not. Okay. It's not. Um, a lot of that is other lingerie stores convincing women that the biggest size that there is is a triple D and that, you know, when you think of the biggest size, that must be really big. So the difference between a triple D and an F or a triple D and an E, is that negligible or is Well, it- a double D and an E is the same thing. E, when you get there you go. F, okay. G, double G, H, double H. Those are European sizes. And then converted to American, it would be D, double D, triple D, uh, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Okay, so you're skipping letters uh, 
for some things. There are, yeah, it's very confusing. It, 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 it can be. It and, can and be. that's another reason why it's really hard for women to know what size they mm-hmm. wear because they don't make it easy to understand the sizing either. Oh, like, yeah. I still have to use a chart, you know, whenever, because I've got some vendors that they do European sizing, I've got some that do American sizing, and I have to have my little chart there so I can be like, okay. This is a, a double G, which is, I believe, a J in American sizing, you know, and I just I have it in front of me so that I don't accidentally, you know, pick the wrong sticker on something. Oh, so. yeah. I'm a big boy myself, and sometimes I'll get a shirt that's a 2X, fits perfect. Sometimes it has to be a 3X. Mm-hmm. It fits and bras perfect. are the same way. Bras are the same way. Yeah, bras so are the is same this, way. Is this the company's trying to convince women that they're smaller than they are or they're bigger than they are or, or you know what or is it just um, not uniform across it's just not uniform i mean it's just like you know you say you can buy 2x and this 3x and that okay. um it's just every all the companies have their own sizing and then also the companies with their different styles of bras they'll have their own way they size that bra like um i can take the same brand and have um um you know, a 38 double D in this bra and a 38 double D in same brand, just a different style, but it won't, you know, only one of those will fit that, that woman, you know, because they just, they just do it different, you know. I and I, I love that you have the colors, Angie Davis. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a shark. I like colors. Mm-hmm. I'm drawn to colors. Mm-hmm. You know, people that Me wear a, a lot of black. Mm-hmm. Not I'm not saying that They're that black shady. t-shirt is nice. They're a little shady. No, but you got your blue <laughs> jeans on, you know. But you you go you walk into the door and you do have a sea of color, and we've gone through some of the bras and you have panty fitting events or bra fitting events. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is there a bunch of women just out here going woohoo woohoo? No, <laughs> give no. me that bra. <laughs> no, it's um, they'll schedule an appointment. Um. To, to it's kind of like I do the same thing every you know I do every day it's really no different mm-hmm. other than um, if we have an event we'll like we'll do like a trunk show where the vendor will bring in trunks of new bras and styles and colors that are coming in or what's, what's the quotation fingers trunk show no are they new or are they th- you put quotation fingers on. Oh, them. I don't know. Okay, just new. They're new. Okay, yeah, they new. are new. Yeah, okay. they're new. No quotation um, fingers here. They're new. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't know how to use quotation fingers. I don't know fingers. how to use quotation fingers. <laughs> yeah, I think I was doing that more for trunk show. Trunk show. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I was just kind of delayed in it. Does that make sense? Maybe so. Yeah. Um, trunk or treat. It's October. I slept really, really hard last night, so I'm, I'm, I'm tired today, which makes no sense to me. You'd think if you sleep hard, you got that good deep sleep you wouldn't be tired but I am I don't know human physiology weird it is weird and so another thing if we have a bra fitting event I may you know attach it to a charity and raise money or raise merchandise for a charity or something like that or if we're having our 11th year in business sale or not sale but event October 15th you know then we'll do that you know wait it's at 11 years mm-hmm. since the other store and this store? Well, since I started being in business total. 2008. 2008. Yes. 11 years. Go get it. So Andy we're having Davis, a go get it. trunk show on October 15th. 
And then starting at 4 o'clock, we're going to have like a little open house birthday or anniversary celebration with cake and stuff like that. Oh, I'm right on time with this podcast. Heck yeah. Letting people know all about that. Heck yeah. This is a a great time in Angie Davis's life and the Angie Davis store and the Angie Davis experience and the Angie Davis brand and the Angie... How much more can I say Angie Davis? I don't know. Okay. Is, is it off-putting? Are you saying Angie Davis I a lot? Like it. Yes, I that's like right. It. That's right. Keys Dan knows what Angie Davis likes. Can I just talk about myself in the in the fourth person? Because my name's not really Keys Dan. Come on. Oh, that's great. I think you did. But yes. <laughs> All right. So you got these events, and yes, I I thought it was people freeing the nipple just out there. No, running no, around. we're trying to contain the nipple. Oh, how sad! <laughs> I know, isn't that terrible? It is uh, America. America. Go, let's go to Europe on the beach, you know? right? And even some beaches around here. I'm from the Florida Keys, and we had lots of nude beaches on there, and it wasn't it wasn't weird. It was just you, you were out there soaking up the sun, having a good time, doing your thing. So, eh, whole another story. Could be another podcast. Could be one of Angie Davis's first podcasts. Yeah. Ah. I think I know. I need to go to the Keys and check this out. Their podcast. Yeah, podcast number one. Free the nipple. <laughs> okay. So, and I'll help you produce it. I will. I'll help Perfect. you produce it if you want me to. Um, and you can host it for free. Uh, that's another thing. <laughs> podcast. Anybody that wants to do a podcast, if you got something interesting to say, if you have an idea, do it. Even if it's just one podcast, even if it's just your life story, put it out there. You can do it for free. Easy, easy. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, so, the brawn panty. Uh, okay, so the different kinds of panties. Does that make a difference? I know when I wear underwear, I'll buy the same size in different kinds of underwear, and they won't fit the same. Mm-hmm. Is it a very similar process for picking um, out panties? Yeah, and it also just depends on what she prefers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got your briefs, your bikinis, your hot pants, your boy shorts, you know, all the, and there's more. I like a good boy short. What are cheekies and you know so you've got to have a good selection of each one of those to make sure that you have everybody's painting that they like you know whatever makes them feel the best in yes. and, and let's let's say it's sexy what mm-hmm. makes you feel sexy when you look in the mirror in the in the bathroom in your bedroom first thing in the morning you want to feel good about yourself you want to wake up feeling feeling good and yeah. when you put the the right garments on yeah. you know, after you brush your teeth and combed your hair and, hey now it's time to get dressed exactly now do you put okay are, are you a fan of the matching bra and panty yes. set yes always have to be matchy matchy yes oh okay definitely alright and I highly encourage other women to do it too because whenever you put you know whatever you start with your day with is how your day is going to be. Uh-huh. You know, and if you if you start your day with feeling good about yourself, you're, you match, you look good underneath and not underneath, then you're going to feel better about yourself. And you're going to you're going to rock your day, you know, and I, I really feel like that's important. I have women that come in here they could give a crap about matching anything. Okay. I have women that come in here, I want a nude bra. Okay. okay. I, I got you. No problem. You know, and then I have women who come in here and they want all the pretties. They want reds and blues and greens and, and flowers and, and lace and, you know, and that's me too. I love all of the pretty stuff and that's why there's so much prettiness in my store and so much color. 
because uh, number one, I'm specialized, but number two, because I buy what I love. And I know they tell you not to do that, but so far I'm doing real great with that. So yes. I'm going to keep it up. Well, I'm going to tell every creator, and like I've told them uh, before, if you like it, somebody else is going to like it. You're going to find that we are more alike on this planet than we are different. Yeah, people want the same things mm-hmm. in in many respects. So yes, if if I want to hear a podcast where I'm talking to people down the street around the world that may or may not be famous, and I want to talk to them and hear their story, I'm going to do it because I didn't know where this was going to go. But when I started it a few months ago, I, I didn't know it was going to be as big as it is. It's awesome. So you. Hearing your story, I'm getting to know about you. In turn, my listeners are getting to know about you. Hopefully, it hopefully it brings you more business. That'd be great. You know that that's that's the the benefit on both sides is I get more content and you get more marketing. So uh, that's uh, and I don't know some of this podcast has been devoted to to pushing Angie Davis onto the podcast. Now you say you like the matching bra and panties. Do you ever try to push people into the bra and panties that the matchy Every matchy? Every single one of them. That's right. That's Every right. Every single one of them. I want a nude. I don't like to a bring a bra without the pant, the matching panty. Yes. And the only time I'll do that is if I don't have the panty in stock or if she's like, don't bring me panties. I don't need any panties or don't want any panties or whatever. Then I, I won't bother her with it. But right. if I'm bringing bras, I want to bring the panty too sure. because it's I mean it's incomplete if I don't bring the panty yeah. you know you, you came to a bra and panty shop yeah why not to get the panty to match the bra exactly and, and so and you bring them you go why don't you try these on with those see how that makes you feel mm-hmm. and and what do they say more often than not or, or is it 9 out of 10 they love it they go yes I will take both yeah there you go that's absolutely. the service you're going to get from Andy absolutely. Davis absolutely alright we've been talking a lot about the front of the store the, the bras, the panties, the new men's underwears. That's fantastic. But then there's doors. There's half walls in this. What, what was this warehouse before? Tell me um, about the history of, of the well, warehouse. Well, um, 100 years ago, it was an alleyway. Um, that was a grocery store. And then over here was, um, I believe they said it was like a farmer's co-op or something like that. Um, Fruits and vegetables, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then about 60 years ago, they put this roof on here so that they could use this building, use it as storage. Mm-hmm. And it's been storage for 60 years. And whenever um, I happened on it, there was dirt five inches thick <laughs> for the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> it had never been cleaned. So, and I was like, I love it. I'll take it. You get a front end loader and just push from one side to the other. I don't know what they did. I was like, I'm not cleaning. This oh, place you're not. It, it, the, the, the landowners or the, the store owners mm-hmm. took care of it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they built these walls and all. Service. This. I mean, I paid for it, but yes, but they they did all that. So that's great. Mm-hmm. And who put in these nice floors? Or was this the floor? Oh, this polished was the up? floor. Yeah. This is the floor this is polished the floor up. That's real been, nice. Um, it's shiny. They did. Um, they did coat the floors with okay. something because it used to be just concrete, but it's like a some kind of stain that they did or something. I don't know. They did something to them. They told me, and I don't remember. And then you have area <laughs> rugs. Are there yeah. are there special area rugs? No, just you know, 
I think I got him off Amazon. Okay. <laughs> he has rugs. I, I remember there was a, a comedian, uh, Taylor, Taylor Negron. That was one of his, his bits back in the 80s. Says, you don't want carpet. You want an area rug. <laughs> I don't know why that got, came in my head. But every time I see an area rug, I think of Taylor Negron. Oh, that's, Shout that's out. That's great marketing. <laughs> so there you go. Yes, that was a, that was a good bit. Uh, I watch a lot of comedians. Uh, I, I think I want to be funny. I'm not sure if I am. You are funny. Yeah, but looks aren't everything. Ah! Andy ah! Davis. <laughs> so... You've told about the whole building, and there are half walls that separate the front of the store Mm -hmm. from the back of the store. Mm -hmm. What is in the back of the store? Because this is cool. This is a space. Yeah, this, the back is, half of it is my boudoir studio, and then the other half is editing and um, merchandise that needs to be checked in, desks, stock back stock of you know things for the store like hangers and bags and taxes and all that good stuff so and a little mini kitchen is this a one woman show because i've yes. seen a few other people in your videos this is all you tell me just fantastic it's a big old place all day it's a gigantic place and every time i've come to this store you say it's appointment only uh, but every time I ring that bell, your smiling face is here. So you spend a lot <laughs> of time leave. here. I never leave. I never leave. I usually get here um, between 7 and 8 in the morning. Right. Um, and then a lot of times I'm here anywhere between 6 and 8 in the afternoon. And a lot of times that's six days a week, um, Monday through Saturday. And then Sunday is my day off to just chill and do nothing or whatever I want to do and Lazy Sunday is very good for me, too. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the boudoir, uh, the the area for taking photos. How did, how did that come about, and why did you want to specialize in that? I know we touched on it a little bit because, you know, you like the, the, the senior shots, the wedding shots, and the boudoir shots. You specialized. Do you do any seniors and weddings? No. Boom. Gone. We're Stop. specializing in boudoir. Tell me about the boudoir sh- shooting, and how do you, how, how do these women feel when they come in? I'm sure they're they're timid. And this is me, you know, maybe projecting, but how do they feel when they come in, and how do you how do you make them feel comfortable with you, Angie Davis? Um, most of them are very nervous when they come in. Um, they don't. I mean, even though we have a consultation, they're still not. 100% sure what to expect because, you know, most of them have never done this before. What is a boudoir session? Um, ever seen Playboy magazine? What's Playboy magazine? <laughs> Don't lie. Um, you know, it's just it's sexy photos um, of women and they take them because it makes them feel good about themselves and um, know that they are sexy because a lot, you know, like I was saying earlier that a lot of women, you know, they get so wrapped up in kids and career and husband and cleaning the house and whatever else they have going on that they kind of forget about themselves and they kind of lose themselves a little bit, you know, and it's very important um, for men and women to feel sexy, to feel desired, to feel desirable. Um, it's human nature. It's something that we 
emotionally have to have. And this is a good way to show women, look at you. You are sexy. You are desirable. You are beautiful. Yeah, you don't have to tell me I'm sexy. I know it. Duh. <laughs> you know, and that's that's a thing that the one of the differences between men and women. Men generally have more confidence in themselves. I can look in the mirror and see all this gut and all this, all these chins, and still go, eh, "I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll, I'll take this out into the world." And you know, yes, I'm. I'm trying to go to the gym, and and the last time we talked. I said I was going to be heading to Gillespie Gym here in Conway, Arkansas, just down the street. And you know what I did? I went to Gillespie Gym, and I hit the heavy bag for a while. And it made me feel good, and I plan on going back more. Good. So that's a shout-out to Gillespie Gym on the Angie Davis podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in shape. So, and this leads me to where women, they don't feel as good as they used to because mm-hmm. uh, as you get older, Things stretch out. Things start to sag. Things start to to, uh, wrinkle up. And all women are beautiful. All women are beautiful. There, I said it. And and not to mention the fact that, you know, as we get older, we get older, Mm -hmm. um, that women tend to think that they are ten times worse than what they really are. Like, they look in the mirror and it's magnified times ten. Yeah, you see that in memes going down your your social media feed mm-hmm. where you'll see the man with the 300-pound gut and he's looking in the mirror and sees himself as a strong man. And then you see the woman who maybe has a little pooch and she sees herself as so, you know, dumpy mm-hmm. and, and just hideous like a, mm-hmm. a, a monster of some sort. And you're, why? Why is your psyche like this? Why do you feel like this? Angie Davis make that woman feel better about herself mm-hmm. she's coming through from the front room to the back room what are we doing Andy Davis what are we doing back here in the back of your store well whenever she first comes in we're doing hair and makeup who's who's doing hair and makeup Kirsty. Kirsty, you do have Kirstie. a little bit of a team Kirsty Carter she does um, the hair and the makeup she's one of the best makeup artists um, I've ever worked with um, super, super talented. Knows her stuff. I mean, nobody does makeup like Kirsty Carter. So does Kirsty Carter have a? Does she do anything outside of this? You she does a, makeup. You can give a shout out to her and to find out how, how to get a hold of Kirsty Carter. Mm-hmm. Makeup by Kirsty Carter. Makeup by Kirsty. Instagram, Facebook. Actually, you can contact Angie Davis, and she will. Yes. All shoot right. that info over to you. Good. That's another another thing you can you can get through Angie Davis. Mm-hmm. And so, all right, once her hair and makeup is done, is she feeling a little bit better about herself? Um, actually, I think they get a little bit more nervous because it's like they come in and they're nervous and then we get all their stuff together and everything and get it put where it needs to be. And what we, stuff? Well, she brings lingerie and oh. all of that good stuff. Maybe some props, just, you know, shoes, just whatever oh, she okay. wants for her session and and then we get her in the makeup chair and you know that's an hour and a half sometimes two hours of hair and makeup and so it gave her time to relax and everything well then it's like oh crap now we're gonna do this session you know okay. and so she, sometimes they get a little bit more get a little bit nervous more nervous but um within 15 minutes it's they're like oh this is nothing like I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be 
you know, just real nerve wracking and scary. And I'm like, no, it's, you know, because, and the reason it's not is because me and Kirsty, number one, we're a really great team. And, um, and then number two, it's so technical, like so technical, like, like surgical, like, like a medical procedure. I mean, not like a medical procedure, but I mean, everything that we do is well thought out and we basically do everything for her. You know, I show her the pose, then it's her turn to do it. She doesn't remember 40% of how how I told her to do it, um, which is just normal. And so we basically put her arms, legs, hair, outfit. I mean, we do everything she basically she's our little barbie doll she's our little our little doll and we just place her wherever we need her to be i take the photos and i'm like okay you can jump up and let's go change you know and so they change and then they come back in we do it all again you know i show them what we're gonna do and then they try to do it and sometimes they get it and sometimes they don't and so we put them where they need to be and fix everything over again and it's just that over and over and over again so it's very um and everything's very organized i have um a a big list of of all of my poses and stuff like that and so before we even start i know what outfit's going to go with what pose um it's all listed out and so we just is there music involved? Yeah, I mean, we play the music. You know, we've got the music going. And Supermodel. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and it's just, it's it's very organized. It's very well thought out. It's very, um, very little work on uh, on their part, you know, because I think a lot of them are like, well, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to pose. And I'm like, you don't have to worry about that. The only thing you got to worry about is just bring your crap and come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people will think, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? I'm so nervous. I'm going to talk about you. Yeah. Gonna, what, See, you know? I, I would never say that because I'll find something to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how long does the session normally take? Um, anywhere from an hour to two hours, depending upon what package they choose. Yes. And um, the two-hour sessions are definitely my favorite because we get to do, of course, more backdrops. We get to do the shower scene. We get to do angel wings, colored lights, you know, all that good stuff. And, by the way, I just got in um, new angel wings. I haven't opened the box, but they, that's what came in today when ah. I had to go and get the, the door. Um, they're red ostrich feather I saw some angel wings on the floor. Yeah, those are my black ones. Those are so cool. So now we're going to have red ones, which is really cool. Yes. Because we have a new red backdrop, so I wanted red wings. So So do you have somebody that's already lined up to wear those wings? Oh, I'm sure I do. I mean, we stay booked, so somebody's going to... I think we have a two-hour session tomorrow, so if I can get them pulled out of the box and get them the way they're supposed to be, then she may be wearing them, yeah. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So what's the, the most... A popular prop in your boudoir. The shower. A shower. The shower. You have a shower here. Mm-hmm. Working shower with no, water. No, it's a prop. Okay. I can props. But I could see one with water coming down and just. Oh, we, we we make that happen. I mean, it's a prop, and we, we spray the face and. Yeah. Oh. We have them rub down in baby oil, and so then cool. we spray them with water, and then we. Um, do stuff to the plexiglass to make it um, look like 
you know, the water's beating up and stuff like that. So. Ooh, a little Hollywood feel right here in yeah. Conway, Arkansas. And they have a fog machine to create the, the steam. Come on. Mm-hmm. This girl's got everything. All right, so what are the props you got back there? Or, or do you... Um, I have a window light, which is really cool. It's freaking huge. It's like eight by eight. What does a window light do? Um, it kind of looks like a window. And and that you're looking out a window? No, just the light from a window. Ah, that's cool. And I see a ladder. So you, you sacrifice your, your, your life. I do. (laughs) Risk your life. For these photos, you climb yes. the ladder, you, tr- you get the shots down, mm-hmm. you have a, a, a big bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing you have different sheets and different blankets for different... I usually just stick with the black. Stick with the black, okay. Because I used to do white um, and on a white wall and all that, and now in 2019, I changed it to where it's um, black sheets, black bed brick wall you know just kind of flopped everything because I was number one I was kind of tired of, of the way because I've been doing the white wall for like five years right so, and normally ladies like to come back about every five years and so uh, I like to switch it up about every five years so that when they come back they can have a different totally different set and totally different session so. well, I know when I worked at the photo studio we had different backdrops and the most popular ones were the black one the all black or the all white mm-hmm. uh, because you can wash I guess it, it just it brings the person out mm-hmm. of that photo and it can be edited any way they want if, if you have the, the black a solid background mm-hmm. and now I mean, and it just matches everything you know there's yeah. nothing that they um, can wear that won't look good for Without, so. Everything goes with black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're so smart, Miss Angie Davis. I try. Yes, and you know, sitting here in your in your little office now, is this the, the spot that the people cool down in or or get prepared to mm-hmm. go out to their session? No, this what is, is this? this is just consultation room consultation. and the viewing and ordering room, and then uh, right around that wall is where we do hair and makeup. Hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. Good job. Any other people in your team? Uh, besides the hair and makeup, mm-hmm. Just it's, all, it's all Angie Davis. Wait a minute, Brian's in your team. Yeah, he is, but we're married. Okay, he, he, <laughs> he's slave labor. He's slave labor. Well, and, and then I guess this is the part where you get to brag about your kids and mm-hmm. say what they're doing and how do they help you in the Angie Davis? They experience. don't help to do nothing. Come on, I've seen Dallas hold a camera. Hold a camera, yeah. All right. <laughs> he doesn't even live in the state. He lives in South Carolina. Hey, all right. I'm sorry that he went away. What's he doing in South Carolina? Um, he went there for a job opportunity, so okay. he's there. But uh, um, and then then Caitlin, she lives in Bryant, and she's in nursing school. So hey, they're off to, they're doing their own thing, and you know whatever they did. They call mom at all? Yeah. Call um, your mother. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Very cool. So, what else is in that back room? Because that's a good party room. You know, the, the DJ and me wants there's to a, set up a, a set up in the corner over there, and and uh, there's a stripper pole. Do a big old stripper pole. My eyes opened up wide. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of just for the ambience. I've never used it for a shoot. What? Yeah, I don't. Nobody has ever said, hey, can I do the stripper pole? I think they're kind of scared of it, you know? I don't think they really know what to do on it, so... That was a thing maybe five years ago was uh, strip aerobics, I think it was. I know, I know. I don't know what happened. I I guess people were falling off the pole. Probably. Yeah. Probably, but um, it's cute. 
And, and Any exotic out, dancers out there that want to do a boudoir scene for your fella? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, come on out. They got a stripper pole here. Mm-hmm. Why'd you put the pole in? Um, I just wanted to. I was because just, why not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, I have 20-foot ceilings, and the, the beams are right at 14 feet. So I was like, I can get a 14-foot real brass stripper pole that spins. So do you get on so, that thing for exercise at all? No. Who's climbed we up get, that stripper We get on it to make funny videos. Yes, do that. Yes, uh, don't don't hurt yourself. No, but, uh, I have. I sprung my wrist my wrist on no. it one time because you when you get on it and it starts spinning. Yes, it it literally like it spins okay. like this, and yes. so you get on it, and if you get on it too fast. It gets faster. Ooh. And so momentum just, and I thought I was going to die. And so I'm just hanging on to the stir pole. And I'm like, somebody stop this thing. And oh. I finally stopped it, you know. <laughs> Jane, but just stop hanging this crazy on to thing. it, I sprung my, my wrist. It's like it's my, my stripper injury that I wasn't even stripping. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Any of the, okay? Does any of this work come home with you? Is there, are there bras and panties all over your house, or have you limited it to coming to the store? No. Um, when I leave here, I leave here. That's Other good. than my ladies in in my group, you know, I I will talk to them anytime, anywhere, anyhow. As long as right. I have that phone in my hand, I will I will entertain them. So, um, but other than that, work does not come home. Good. Good. Well, I mean, once you have your own business, you should set some hours. That way you'll have some family time. Because spending from 7 in the a.m. until 6 in the p.m., uh, family yeah, family time has to be, uh, what, what do you, how do you have fun with Brian? What What do you do for fun? I, I know I, I, you're, I live your life through Facebook and Instagram photos, but tell the people what your favorite things to do with Brian uh, are. Go on vacation. Yes. Because we will work really, really hard, but we play really, really hard. Yes. And we play in quite a bit through the year. Um, so we will work super, super hard for three or four months and save up money. And then we'll go to Costa Rica for a week. Or we'll go, we're going to Cabo in January for a week. We're going to go to Vegas in March, you know, just... We go somewhere a lot, you know, whether it's three or four days or a week or whatever, but that's that's where we get to. And normally by the time the trip gets there or gets here, it's we really need it. We need a reset button. So, but that's what we do. Well, do you feel like this is the hardest job or do you feel like it's, can, can you incorporate some fun? Because that's the only job I want is mm-hmm. one where I can... I could make it fun because if it was autonomous, and I know a lot of people like to do factory work, uh, Lucy in the chocolate factory, put the chocolate on the powder on the chocolate, send it on. Put the powder on the chocolate, send it on. Put the powder on the chocolate, mm-hmm. send it on. I would go batty. I would Bananas. Go crazy. Yes. I would go crazy. But like are that. you able to incorporate fun? I see your smile. And yeah. maybe this is another, another rhetorical question. You can incorporate fun in your job. Well, and I really like what I, I do, too. So that, I mean, I don't, it's fun visiting with my, my 
clients and my customers and it's fun helping them and it's fun doing the sessions, you know. So there's it is fun, you know. Yes. It's a lot of hard work. Yes. But it it is fun. And you know, at the end of the day, um I don't have a whole lot left as far as just I'm done by right. the end of the day, you know. Because uh, I feel like my job is really emotional, too, because a lot of times I play kind of therapist to people, too, you know. So, because, you know, it's kind of like going to the hairdresser only and going to the raw store, you know. So, um, and that doesn't always happen, but sometimes it does, and, and that's okay. And I, I, I actually like it because it's helping. So, um, but it's still working hard. It's still fun. Yeah, I don't want to belittle, and I want to differentiate. Just because you're having fun at your job Mm -hmm. does not mean that it's not a job. Mm -hmm. It's still a hard job. Yeah. You know, I I DJ for for a living, and that's fun. That's hard work. Once I'm in the moment and and in front of the people and having fun, that that is so much fun for me. But, yeah, I'm thinking about the right song, and I'm trying to read the crowd, and even putting up the equipment and taking down the equipment. You have equipment that you have to put up mm-hmm. stage uh, create scenes mm-hmm. this is the hard work is creating a scene and then here comes the star of the show that lady or gentleman that's going to be in the boudoir she comes in put her on the in, in the scene click take the picture all that hard work that you did to get to there and even before that lady walks in the room even before the lady called on the phone even before the lady saw Angie Davis on Facebook or AngieDavis.com you have already done so much work to make this room for that purpose Right. you have props you have the bed the shower the wings two sets of wings now black and red and so right. yeah and and the, the window just you've created a space to make movies baby to make life to make pictures have you ever thought about making a movie back here this is something cool you i know you make videos yeah no this could be a movie set yeah i like i like pictures I, I, I could see a horror movie back here. Oh, with, that's with, terrible. Oh, with the brick walls. <laughs> and, and it is Halloween. You know, it's October, so I'm thinking about Halloween. I could see Haunted House back here. And, and somebody on on the bed in, in some crazy makeup put on by your makeup artist. No? That doesn't seem very sexy. Oh, it, it, this, it's not sexy. What's wrong with sexy? I just thought, <laughs> thought about Spinal Tap on that one. My life in movies. <laughs> so, oh, that's hilarious it is hilarious so we'll, we'll, alright so we're winding down we've found out a little bit about Angie Davis in the past and how you came to be Angie Davis's life married your high school sweetheart you didn't even you didn't even try to play around or anything it was like no no that's the guy that's the one right there I want that one bring him to me <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it, and I mean, your life is is set. It, it seems like you've you've found what you want to do is mm-hmm. is make people feel good. You you were finding people on their best times and photographing them and getting their memories taken care of. And I see a lot of photos on the wall, mm-hmm. and some of them are some of them are quite sexy. 
Uh, I, my Come heart, on. my heart might not be able to take it. Pitter pat, pitter pat, pitter pat. It's okay. So you do a, a lot of uh, women, but I've seen that you do the the man. What is it called? Browars? What? Don't oh, doudois. Doudois. What? Mm-hmm. How often does that happen? Um, not very often. Maybe six to twelve times a year. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the difference in that being a, a woman taking pictures? of a man is that more uncomfortable or is it about the same no um i kind of equate myself to like a doctor or a nurse a body is a body right you know and but i've just got an artistic flair on it to where i um have to pose it in a in an artistic way you know i i feel the same way back when i was an emt and a paramedic in the in the hospital Yes, I, I can see that a human body on the outside of the hospital is yes, that's a pretty girl. But when you're at work, beautiful. it's when you're totally at work, different. It's very clinical. It, you know, it's okay. I got a job to do. Click, click. You know, do your mm-hmm. thing. It's it's, it's and, and you're looking at it totally different. You know, yes. where you would look at it there. Okay, I've got to save this person's life, or this person needs help, or whatever. And then I look at it as you know, I want her to feel comfortable and I or him to look, feel comfortable and then they've got to look good and you know there's a lot going on you're creating art yeah so. yeah these are memories forever now uh, who all right and what what's the the weirdest or the the strangest prop or the most interesting prop that that uh, a guy or a girl has brought in to the boudoir and if it's x-rated I, you know you don't have to say it but if it's something like What's the, the weirdest thing that they've brought with them? I want to have this in my picture. And well, I've seen some really crazy props, but the one that gets me the most was um, a lady. She brought the door of her husband's race car, and she was like, "I just brought this. I, I, you know, we don't have to do anything with it, <laughs> whatever." And I was like, "Oh no, girl, you brought it. We are putting that in your boudoir." Excellent. And I tell ladies, I'm like, you bring whatever, yes. whatever is meaningful to you, whatever y'all are into, wh- whatever, right. bring it. How special and was that it, to him when yeah, she brought absolutely. home that, those pictures? And honey, that's the door to my car. That's so beautiful. And your house looks great. Yeah. <laughs> All the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh my, that's good. So that's- I tell him, bring, bring whatever. I'll incorporate it. We'll make it work. There's nothing I cannot incorporate in the boobs and butt. <laughs> You're very special, Angie Davis. I'm glad to know you. I, I think the last time I saw you before this was uh, at the grocery store, and it was just like, wow, that's Aww. Angie Davis. Uh, you know, and I, I don't get to see you in real life so much, even though I live right down the road. Yeah, mere blocks away. Uh, but it was nice that you know I was driving by, and I said, man, I gotta get, I gotta have Angie Davis and, and talk to her a little bit, and hopefully get the word out uh, that. That front room needs to be open all the time, and you just overwhelmed with work. I mean, do you have people just calling you all the time? And, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure my my phone's been ringing off the hook in my pocket. Oh, but yeah. whenever I do a podcast, it's it's all about you. And and that's the way I am with my yeah. my customers and yes. my clients. I've got the phone. It's only on two rings because if I. You know, if I'm not with a client, I'm at there at my desk and I can get the phone. Right. But if I am with a client, I'm not getting the phone, so we're we're not going to have it ring and ring and ring. 
once again, that's that Angie Davis service. And that's what you're going to get when you get to Angie Davis. 100. Yes. And it's uh, on Front Street. Say the address again. 1131 Front Street. And how do the people get a hold of you online or otherwise? Um, go to AngieDavisLingerie.com and you can schedule a bra fitting there. Um, if you want boudoir photos, you should go to PhotographyByAngieDavis.com and uh, click on contact us and fill out the form and you will receive an automatic email back with lots of information on how to set up a consultation do it do it mm-hmm. or just come to that front door and press that button eventually she'll she'll get to the front door and eventually you'll, you'll get to see the smiling <laughs> face that i've been sitting in front of for well well over an hour have we been here an hour oh it's, oh, it's one o'clock yeah Jeez. it's almost almost two so anything else you want to tell the people have an amazing day (laughs) that's a good way to end (laughs) too fun that was so much fun y'all there you have it party people angie davis she shared a lot of her story from her beginnings uh traveling throughout the state and uh and into photography marrying her high school sweetheart that's so nice oh man they have she has such a good life a good family good and she takes that smile and that good times that good feelings and she just wants to share it with other people and make them feel the best that they can feel and not only physically with wearing the proper undergarments but also you know emotionally with getting the good picture of you and making you look and feel your best she's got she's pretty much a one-woman show yes her store on front street is woman-owned and women run and she is that woman (laughs) so angie davis uh, good on you and good for you and and giving inspiration and opportunities not just to women but everyone really uh, all people Uh, if you want to do something if you have a talent for something you could make it into a career Uh, photography for many people is a hobby and she made it into a career And then wearing underwear is a necessity for some people. And she made it into a career, you know, and she opened up a brick and mortar, which is, you know, it's kind of it's tricky in this time of online shopping. But what sets her apart is the service that she gives once you get into said establishment. You come to Angie Davis on Front Street in Conway, Arkansas. Put that on the walking tour with the What Makes You Famous podcast. Thank you so much for being on the program, Angie Davis. And thanks for chit-chatting with me and letting me in on your story and the listeners as well. And something a little bit different. I should have known. I should have uh, put my hair and makeup on because uh, I I was heading for a photographer's studio. I should have known she was going to put it on Facebook Live. So you could find that Facebook Live, I'm sure, on her Facebook. I'll put the links in the show notes. Look below or on the side or wherever you're listening to this podcast has their show notes listed thanks again angie davis for being on the program what makes you famous that's it for this edition if you want to tell your story i encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radio what.com that's it for me keys dan radio what.com dj little rock.com peace i'm out of here radio what the music you want with some great Great quotes. quotes.
Accomplishing the impossible only means that the boss will add it to your regular duties. Doug Larson. The music you want. RadioWhat.com. This is Keys Dan. And this is Shelly G. And you're listening to RadioWhat.com. Radio what? Dot com.